another installment of 109 Ocean Avenue. We've just finished watching The Poltergeist. Uh, what should I was say, first time I've actually ever seen it, and it was it's a horror film made in the 80s. It's fucking pretty good. Yeah, I was fairly impressed with it. I, I enjoyed the use of uh, real human bones. I think one of my personal favourite touches about the film. And everyone being picked up like there's a, a strong gale. Yeah, the, the special effects were desirable. I was going to say something to be desired, but no, they were pretty good for the, for the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so the film uh, revolves around a family whose home is kind of invaded by a poltergeist. Well, yeah, we don't know if it fully is a poltergeist. They say it is the the weird tense lady tells everyone it's the poltergeist, but also they refer to it as the TV people. Yeah. With the weird, creepy little girl who everything she says, even before she starts being really creepy... It's pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. Before she's abducted, she's still weird. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I be... really thought she was going to bring that bird back to life. So did I. <laughs> or it was going to come back to life at some point during the film. Yeah, I definitely thought it was like, make a cameo appearance in. And I still don't need to understand the need to use that fucking clown. Oh, I love the clown. We called it from like the first scene. Yeah, immediately it was like, oh, that clown's going to have something to do with it. I'm not going to spoil it as when it I, did. I'm going to but... do it. He chokes the kid out. Yeah, the kid's dead at the end. Yeah, the kid dies. They all die. Happy ending. Spoiler alert, sorry. The film had a budget of just over £10 million, but it managed to bring back in £121.7 million in the box office. See, that's the that's why people like do... Make, if we soon you make horror and it's like, yep, yeah, popular. It doesn't cost much and makes a shitload of money. Yeah, it's the way to go. If I could make a film, we'd make a horror film. Yeah, I've got ideas. We can do it. We can, we can make it happen. We know a few film people. We, we get away with it. It was apparently the highest grossing horror film of uh, 1982 and eighth highest grossing film of the year overall. It was nominated for three Academy Awards and won a BAFTA for special visual effects. Which it, it really should have. The visual yeah, effects, the especially time. seeing it was 82, were, I'm going to say, phenomenal for the time. What was the other one we watched recently? Oh, the Frighteners. Frighteners. Oh, Peter Jackson's Frighteners. Which I think that was later, though, I swear. I don't know, but go watch that as well. The film obviously being a massive success, as Hollywood has to do. They decided to follow, to give it a follow-up. Oh, yeah, you got to pump out those sequels. Like, <clears throat> if you make some money, it's like, will it make money again? We'll just keep making money. Well, it, And it, they do, which is ridiculous. Well, kind of, I think the... Well, this yeah, series not, kind of went downhill. The Poltergeist 2, which looks fun, I think we should definitely watch as well. And then the Poltergeist 3. I've never even heard of it. I didn't even know that. I think thing. that acts like absolutely bottomed out. Yeah, I'm not that surprised. Yeah. Was it like Poltergeist on a boat or something? I always like when they take franchises that way. No. It's like when Jason, it's like Jason X or something, when he's like on a boat going down the Hudson River in New York. <laughs> Although when they... Then he's in space, then it's like Leprechaun in the hood. Uh, when they put uh, Wreck on a board in Wreck 4, I want to say. I actually haven't seen any of the other Wrecks. Well, you've only seen one? I've only seen OG Wreck. Oh, you're missing out. Two's pretty good. Three's a bit... I think nah. I swear we've tried to watch one of them together. Yeah. Three's at a wedding, and it tells the story of like the family with the dog. What dog? From the first film. Oh, the first dog family. Yeah. Okay, it tells I see. that little bit. The, that okay, bit. that's and cool. Then, and then for, she's on a boat. 
<laughs> I'm on a boat. <laughs> anyway, sidetrack. But never mind. Standard. The thing with this film is, there's been there's been no issues ever, and it's and everyone who filmed the film lives peacefully and had had really happy lives. Yeah, that's what happens. And this is um the podcast. That's it. It's about three minutes. Yeah, you should. It's a nice short one. Yeah, go, I don't know, go take a bath. Go watch it. Yeah. Uh no. Um, <laughs> all things did not go well. Um, there was um one issue on November the fourth, nineteen eighty two, when Dominique Dunn a.k.a. Dana, the eldest daughter in the family, um, she was found dead after being strangled by her former boyfriend. Uh, her former boyfriend. Her <laughs> former boyfriend. <laughs> Not a hey, casual girl. one. No, I do or... declare, madam. I'm, I'm going to strangle you now. <laughs> um, I'm sure some people have that. Oh, yeah. So, Dominic, she was found dead having been strangled by her former boyfriend. He was eventually convicted of manslaughter, but he only served three and a half years. Which is bullshit, really. Uh, what are you talking about? That's, uh, that is genuine justice, they call that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah, it's, it's just proper shit. But I always felt during the film, she's just not in it very often. She's not. She's like, I kept thinking she's going to be the source of the poltergeist. Because, you know, it's always like young girls. But she's a bit, oh, she's like 16. Normally it's like 14 year olds. But, yeah, you know, I kept assuming it was going to be her, the source. But then... Yeah, she was just always at her friend's house. Yeah, she was like... Then it turns out she was just having sex in the motel. Because there's that weird (laughs) line where she's like, Oh, I know that motel. And then the mum's like, What? (laughs) Get off the phone. Yeah, the filming still went ahead. And they just threw out the idea that she'd be away in college, which kind of fits with her age. Jean, yeah, and also her lackluster of not being in the film. Oh, in yeah. the <laughs> she was never that important. Like, No, she was, had no character. story arc. She was just there. It was to give the wholesome American family feel to it. Mm, even though they had two other kids. Well, you got to have it, you know. Uh, the budget for that, the sake off, was doubled. Um, so you're thinking... Well, Twice the fil- twice the price, twice the film. Oh yeah, and is that what happened? Don't know. I haven't seen it yet either. Oh, it's probably not. I'm assuming it's. Um, but this wasn't the only issue with this film. It was. This was purely the start of the curse of this film. I'd say. Well, so it start that uh, it the, kind the, of only starts. The, it kicks off with her death. With, with her death in the lead up to the mm. sequel. So. Is what we're saying is is it the is it this is the curse of the poltergeist too then? Well, it's the whole franchise, really. Okay. Yeah. We didn't watch that film. Watch the first. Yeah, but no one knows. No one really has to know with some clever editing. <laughs> Owen, if you couldn't hear that, that was my winks. One more time. So, uh, during the filming of the sequel, Julian Beck, who plays the evil preacher, Kane, who had been actually, like, battling cancer for quite a while, he actually died just before the film, like, started to premiere. And to keep adding on to this terrible sequel, many of the cast and crew felt uneasy using real human remains on set. As such, Will Sampson... Who's playing a Native American shaman? And I'm a... sure, very tastefully. Oh, I'm, I'm and then sure. Entirely um, accepting and in no way, oh, what's the term? Caricaturistic. Yeah. There was no cultural appropriation. No, no, I'm sure it was done very tastefully. He decided. With respect. Yeah, he decided to perform an exorcism 
You gots to do it. <laughs> On the set, to clear the bad energy, many of them fell. He hasn't gone to exorcism school. That's an actual thing. Well, we don't know that. He might have done. I didn't do that much research into him. What, you think Will Sampson is a man of the cloth? Yes, of some form of cloth. Well, most of us are. <laughs> well, Unless you're just always na- perpetually naked. Uh, that would be alright. Hey, this is a podcast, not a video. <laughs> <laughs> I was really considering just taking off my trousers. I'm kind of feeling sweaty. Don't let me stop you. Yeah, I won't. Although he died in 1987, his death is not considered part of the curse, as he was suffering from... Oh, yeah, you could say that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Scleroder- scleroderma. Scleroder- yeah, scleroderma, which causes your body to rapidly lose weight and become malnourished. And while undergoing heart and lung transplant, he died after surgery. Well, I'm going to consider anyone who dies in this is part of that. That's how conspiracy theorism works. Yeah. Anyone who dies. If you, if you the were, curse that got him. If you were like the runner for this film, if you made one of them a cup of tea and you happened to die yeah. ten years later. Ten years later from a piano falling out of a building, that <laughs> piano would have been playing, what I'm going to call it, the ghastly music that is in this film. They just oh. undercut the tension of the scary bits with just this weird half upbeat kind of like the music from Fantasia yeah it really, it wasn't it didn't add anything no, it would have been really better if you away just from it. took all the music out and the film would be a lot better but that film made a tiny profit so the first film made a profit second film two deaths mm-hmm. but you know it took two people down yeah well, technically and... thro- no is it just two? So it's three people yeah, three people. Jimmy has now taken his trousers off. It's got to be done. Maybe I'm just going to just start flashing you. Because <laughs> I keep, during the day, I kept feeling these trousers, the fly bit, open up and my penis just start rubbing against the zip. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. But yeah, two films make, making a profit obviously means you need to make... You need a third. A trilogy. trilogy. And also, it's kind of very uncomfortable to make two films and not finish it off with the trilogy even if it's shit yeah i'm pointing this mainly at the kick-ass two film series not a trilogy when it should have been a trilogy but whatever it's kind of weird that chi- that jackass wasn't a trilogy i thought it was shit. Well, what, did they not make kick-ass kick-ass oh so it's just jackass i was like no sure. jackass has definitely got three films. Just, uh, but kick-ass no it got stopped at two <sighs> was it because they were kind of just average <laughs> Awesome films. Were they? Yeah. Jim Carrey was in the second one. It was fucking amazing. I mean, watch it. It's great. Okay. But the third film, obviously, not everyone's going to come back for this, partially because it's the the same story. Same story. Third time round. So this, uh, the little girl, uh, played by Heather O'Rourke. What's her name? Carrie-Anne? Caroline. Carrie-Anne. Caroline? Caroline. Caroline. Yeah, anyway. Good night, Caroline. She comes back, and so does the weird small preacher lady. Oh, she, oh yeah, I forgot with that tiny little preacher lady. Yeah. There is a, um, I, I, I have no idea the actress's name, there is a tiny woman who plays, like, the smallest southern belle <laughs> who can talk to ghosts. And she has the <laughs> best line in the film, though. <laughs> which, which one, though? Never, uh, never will go here. <laughs> well, they're basically arguing about who's going to go into the closet 
And yeah, that's, that's that, all that's happening. There's just yeah. a closet. There's like a vortex into like the spirit dimension that goes into the. You go in through the closet and out through the ceiling in the living room. And they're basically still going. Who's going to go in? And the spirit lady goes, "I'll do it." And the mother goes, "No, I'll do it." And, and she's like, "No, it's my <laughs> job." And went, You've never done this before. To which the old lady goes, "Goes, yeah, you go." <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. She's like, "Yeah, fuck that." I'm not, going in, I'm not going into the ghost hole. Now you've given us a way out. Yeah, you fucking go and do it. So yeah, only the two of them are back. I didn't really read much into the plot of the third film. It sounded a bit dull, so I kind of skipped over it. <laughs> nah, no need for it. <laughs> However, unfortunately for Heather O'Rourke, early in the filming of the third film, she was wrongly diagnosed with Crohn's. Oh, this is sad. Yeah, well, everyone's pretty sad. Cause, I mean, I th- she's still like really young at this point. Yeah, well, she's only twelve. Yeah. And she was given steroids to treat it. However, shortly after the third film, she was also incorrectly diagnosed with the flu, when in fact what O'Rourke had was a bowel obstruction that was causing septic shock, and it was left untreated due to the flu-like symptoms. And when the toxins entered her bloodstream, she unfortunately passed away. And yeah, yeah, it was... She was That's 12. That's entirely just the doctors just yeah, missing just something. Completely oh, missed, fully wrongly diagnosed. So I know his kid, they took their kid to um, uh, Wickham Hospital and they're like, oh, there's something wrong with it. And they were like, no, it's just teething. And she's like, no, I've had six kids. I know what's something wrong with this baby. And they're like, no. She's like, all right. And they took it to Manville and they had like ear, an ear infection, like a throat infection and all this stuff. Yeah. Fuck. It's like a fucking almost had pneumonia. Fucking... We're like, oh, it's just teething. It's fine. It's a baby. <laughs> but this isn't where the curse stops as well. I mean, that's what. We're not, how many victims are we up to now? We're on. Uh, so the first, well, there's the daughter. Then there's the other two people. This is the fourth victim. Yeah. And this is the trilogy over. Yeah, no more, no more films to be made. Until the... 2000 and whatever. So they remade it and the curse will strike again! Eventually. I don't think it has yet, but, you know, we're getting there. Lou Perryman was also struck down by the curse. He played a construction worker. In One the of the one. really uh, bad and kind oh, of God, ropey yeah. construction workers who were like, like, yelling at the 16-year-old. I wouldn't say gropey, I'd say rapey. <laughs> Just a bit rapey and everyone's like, rapey. she scamps. The mums doesn't care because she's all freewheeling and smoking. Yeah. Doing what she does. The daughter kind of just flips them off and... <laughs> it's a peculiar. It's, yeah, it's a really weird vibe. It's not very... It's not nice to watch, but whatever. <laughs> it's the 80s. Yeah, it's fine. And although this was many years <coughs> later when he died. Yeah, it was 2009, so... Uh, a few. It'd been touched some time. Oh, yeah. I mean, But he was still part of the curse. Mm. Obviously, it has to be. He was involved with the film. Yeah. He was killed when Seth... Tatum, who was on the run from the police, entered his home and attacked him with an axe while trying Fucking to steal Perryman's car. Just give him the car. If someone comes at you with an axe... just you, There's the keys, cool. Just go with it, mate. I don't want the car. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a few near misses of the curse as well. It hasn't quite got what it wanted at times. Clacks, but no cigar. Yeah, the first one being Oliver Robbins, who plays the youngest... No, the, the- middle child... Yeah, in the, the family. Boy with the, his, he's got a, he's got a certain face. Yeah. About him. He's also scared of everything. He's scared of just. Th- he's scared of the thunder. 
at one part in the film, in the first film, he gets attacked by a mechanical clown. We previously mentioned the clown coming into it, which is terrifying as it is because it's a clown. Uh, it so start, scary, malfunctioned it? and started to choke him. The, the scene was actually meant to just show a slight struggle with with between Oliver and the clown. Many of the cast that were on set during the filming put Oliver's response down to just good acting. I told you he was Top Gun. I've never seen acting that good. He's amazing. <laughs> and it wasn't until that he started to turn blue in the face that people realized something <laughs> was was more wrong and needed, just imagine that, needed like, to be what stopped. A, just give this kid an Oscar. What a great... Wow, he's he's really going for the... Oh, oh wow. good Christ! <laughs> he's he's, he's got blue. his face called blue. Amazing. Special effects these days. You can't even can't even see when they added the makeup. Was that planned? <laughs> but, uh, another near miss... No, this one's a near miss. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, another near miss. Uh, long after filming had stopped, uh, the curse took a swipe at Richard Lawson and missed. In 1992, he boarded a flight 405 to Cleveland. I honestly, when I first saw there was planes in this, I'm like, is this a 9-11 thing? I'm like, 1992? No. <laughs> it's not. Uh, so he boarded flight 405 to Cleveland. He initially booked on standard class, but upon the one of the crew recognising... Who he was, they bumped him up to first class, so he's like, Yeah, like, like one film times. I did that film a few years ago. I just can't remember who Richard Lawson's was, but he was he was the dad, yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> uh, uh, many of the passengers reported that they felt uneasy about the flight given the weather conditions and thought de icing hadn't been done properly. Uh, the plane crashed moments after t- the takeoff into a nearby lake. For a brief moment, uh, Lawson was convinced that he was going to die. I was think I was thinking. I know that I'm dying," he said. Something in my mind said, "Just relax into this, <laughs> into this death. Die peacefully." <laughs> and then another part of my mind said, "Forget that. Try and get out of here, man." I felt like my the body of the man next to me struggling against mine. I grabbed my buckle and finally undid it. A surge of adrenaline came over me. I pushed everything aside and finally breathed air. Only twenty four passengers survived the crash, and the person who in his initial seat wasn't one of them. He thought this might have been the curse of having survived the near-death experiences a number of times in his life. Doesn't say he ever helped the guy that was next to him. No, no, no. He was like, fuck this guy. Fuck this. this. But then they do say, make sure you can breathe before helping others breathe. Unfortunately, if the breathing is up in the top, you're not going back down. (laughs) No, you're not. If you have to swim, I don't think that rule counts. But everyone thinks, everyone's like, yeah, I'd save the person next to me, but realistically probably everyone's just being like oh my god and flailing and trying to get out <laughs> yeah and those 24 people that survived were the 24 that could actually keep calm mm. whereas everyone else wasted their time yeah and swim I'm gonna do breaststroke <laughs> somewhere <laughs> beyond the sphere of struggling they're just dancing <laughs> to Dean Martin <laughs> and I'll go sing so um, the curse wasn't actually just confined to the initial filming and the actors and crew members uh, who uh, made the films. Uh, Gil Keenan, who directed the reboot of the franchise in 2015, also reported strange equipment failures while filming in one location and that the house they stayed in during filming was haunted with a female figure in a black dress <laughs> who would follow him at... To and from set. Imagine that. I'm just being like, well, it's just my work ghost. 
Yeah, but you're filming a reboot of a film that's already got a curse next to it. You are going to make shit up to get in the media. Oh, yeah, this obviously. Is free press. Um, is this, are we are we saying this is all bullshit now? I'm this is what you're re- saying? I'm saying the reboot stuff's you're bullshit. You're saying this is all bullshit, Jack? Is this <laughs> what you're saying? No, I'm saying the reboot is so bullshit. So I hear you're saying this is all bullshit. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be one to disagree with you, but... People did die. People did die. People die every day. <laughs> it is definitely linked to the film. People die every day. <laughs> it's definitely linked to the hu- real human remains that they used on set. <laughs> but the reboot... No the- human remains. I'm assuming not. Standards I doubt nowadays. It. I, and there's no chance. But all this strange equipment failures, it's just bad technicians. Probably, yeah. It's piss poor. Piss it's poor fucking, techs. What it is, is people just... People down Pongingwood just stopping caring. Yeah, they've just gone, oh, this they've let like, another reboot. in there. Make the bloody Poltergeist reboot. A lot of students in there. Mm. There has been, though, apparently, attempts by the curse. Apparently, seem- seemingly through a doll that once belonged to Heather. It was purchased off eBay and arrived at the home of So, Justine. it's not a doll that was in the Poltergeist, is what we're saying. No. We're saying this is a child, a dead child's personal toy. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Do you know, because what's worse is, if that's real, if it actually is a dead girl's personal toy, the parents are selling it, and then that's kind of sad for a whole other reason. Yeah. I thought they just have no money and they're forcing to sell their dead kids' stuff as haunted items, or they're not actually, they're the parents and they're just selling loads of diverse things saying they were hers and they're haunted and creepy. Yeah. So either one, I'm calling you out. <laughs> you're making money if you're dead, daughter. That's not cool. Unless you're doing it for like a charity thing. And yeah, that's a charity. Then that's pretty cool. And that's probably well done to um, you guys. Yeah. Or it's probably, probably just a lie. <laughs> but if you're lying and making money for charity. No, I'm not saying they're I'm doing cool it. I'm saying someone who's sold it wasn't the parents and then someone's just claiming it was the t- child's toy. Oh, well, then they're scum. <laughs> you bastards and you can die. Hopefully by the curse. Via Poltergeist curse. The doll arrived on the 30th of October. Maybe do it spookier. Because <laughs> you're spooked out, you know, you're spooky. <laughs> is that your spooky voice? <laughs> ooh, 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 spooky. Ooh. It was a ghost. Did you hear that weird resonance? <laughs> yeah, I it did. Just kind of just rang out throughout the room. <laughs> we just brought the curse on ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where is that coming from? Knock once. It's coming from all around. Knock twice. All around. <laughs> now, guide the planchette. <clears throat> so you were saying? I was saying the letter. The doll arrived on the thirtieth of October. <laughs> Say it like you're in the 1880s. <laughs> Don arrived on the 30th of October. We were in awe. Halloween day. No, it's <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> this is the 31st. Fuck it. This was back. This was back before uh, when Halloween was on the 30th. Yeah. You know, October only had it 30 days, and they added an extra day to get keep the working people down. I've lost it now. I've lost it now. No, you need to go back into it. Go back into it. We left for our anniversary trip to Reno. Our anniversary is November the 1st. While in Reno, we got a call that my 
wife's stepbrother had been in a terrible accident while playing soccer. He ended up with a ruptured spleen and broken ribs. Bloody hell. <laughs> really bad. Playing <laughs> <laughs> football. What? What? So he just drop kicked him. <laughs> Due to internal bleeding, he was hospitalized for, for five days. Three days later, my father-in-law became ill. Within two days, he was in a bloody coma. <laughs> my God, I gave my, my father-in-law 16 snifters of brandy and nothing. He was diagnosed with encephalitis. Yes, encephalitis. He remained in a coma for five to six days. And we almost lost him. Miraculously, he woke up and was released after a nine-day stint. Don't get that in the NHS, do you? He's still in rehab for brain damage. Damn, now I feel bad about this. <laughs> we thought we could get our lives back together after a few very trying weeks. On December the 2nd, my wife found out her childhood friend, John, had committed suicide by gunshot. On December the 8th, our good friend Dawn died of heart failure. She was about 33. Shortly after, my mother was having agonizing pains in her hip. She ended up having surgery on the 7th of Jan. My <laughs> wife's uncle, Jeff, not a blood relative. That's the important <laughs> part of this. Not my actual uncle. He lent my father a lawnmower once when I was a child. Forever then, he was Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff. Not a blood relative, though, mind. He was her best friend's father. the longest. Let's <laughs> see him listing up ways people might have died in his life. He was her best friend's father, who took my wife in more than one occasion as a child. He passed away from a heart attack. He had no known medical conditions prior. January 26th, my wife was hospitalized for the night with a rare intestinal infection. The end of January... I read that as the, the end. Is that how he signed up for that? The end. Good day. And God save the Queen. The end of January, I left my job for a new company on the February the 12th I was let go <laughs> it's the doll's fault it's all the doll's fault yes I was let go on February the 14th we had to put our dear dog Zeus down early March our four year old Pomeranian whatever the are you is. fucking joking my four year old Pomeranian lost a tooth is there actually just the things that happen in his life these are just things that happen. Just he was like, I found 49 cents in change in my left pocket. Was, I found a bagel under the sofa. <laughs> it was moldy. That damn doll. I brushed my teeth with my wife's toothbrush. Shortly after, my wife was told something was wrong with her heart and they suspended her driving license. She has had to wear heart monitors for nearly for 24 hours twice. And they still don't know what's wrong. On March the 27th, Due to an error, Kern County Child Support levied my account right before a bunch of debt purchases and autodrafts cleared. They left us with negative bank balance account of almost £2,000. My car broke down pr two days prior to that. Last week, the doctors notified my mother that her surgery had not only failed, but she had a fracture in her hip. She had a replacement hip on the 8th of April. On top of all this, my <laughs> wife and I had not gotten, uh, gotten along. There is ten constant tension in the air, and the topic of divorce has come up more than once. 
Rob, I think what's clear to say is you're the kind of person who writes a letter to someone because you bought a doll off the internet to say everything in your life is going wrong because of this doll. That's why everything in your life is going wrong. Yeah. He believes the doll was responsible for. (laughs) (laughs) This is just your talking voice now. (laughs) Well, I think... He believes the doll was responsible for Dustin and Jimmy Lee's recent misfortunes as well. He also explained, There was some type of curse on it. I mean, it has the history. It goes all <laughs> the way back to the Poltergeist movie. Steven Spielberg supposedly used real human bones from India. Which upset the spirit world, you know. Which <laughs> no, caused the, the spirit curse. world. Does he mean spiritualists or the world of spirits? The world of spirits. Oh, of course, because they got all them, they rubbed themselves in all dim bones. Yes. So yeah, I believe the curse was manifesting from the doll, and it was trying to prevent the cleansing, which caused me to become dizzy. But this is this is about sums up what the supposed curse of the poltergeist is. It's um, some would say a list of people. Some have died. Some have almost died. But I'm sure if you take any film from the 80s, you could probably get a long list of people who have died and almost died from most of them. No, I think this is pretty, this is pretty high up there. It's a film where they're like, oh shit, a lot of people have died from I think especially because two of the main cast died through... One was a murder and one was a misdiagnosis. There's two kind of like controversial death, not just people are just going to die because of some yeah. reason. And it wasn't like it was... And I'm not playing down deaths like this. It wasn't like it was a stuntman dying during filming from something going wrong. Because mm. that can happen, and that's tragic. Yeah. And shit happens like but that. But you're saying you don't care about the stunt people, Jack? Come no, I on, I do care Jack. about the stunt people. Like, they're, they're well cool people. Well, so now, now, now the cameras are on, this is what you say. You just hear him when he's alone. Just rags on stunt people continuously. Like, because stunt people suck, because things you say. Like, ooh, why I stunt people? Oh, I don't like them. Ooh, he was in trouble down to that. Like, uh, see, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I'll be able wasn't. to prove that to you because it will be your mic input. Yeah, but no one else will be able to prove that. I'll, sh- I'll show it on the internet. People, what? All the people will the see The web me. of lies. The web- <laughs> I like that. So, yeah. I guess that is the end of the curse of the poltergeist. No, we've got all the deaths. We've got all the deaths. Oh, we've got all the deaths. We've all died. That's it. That's the curse of that's. That's it. That's the curse of the curse of the poltergeist. For now. For, for now, until the until we stop murdering people who filmed the re, the reboot of the poltergeist. Partially because it's probably a really bad reboot. I actually haven't seen it. Do you want the one I do want to see is the Chucky reboot with um Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, that would be it's quite meant good. To look. Well, it's not meant to look. It looks. <laughs> meant to be good these are the words i was trying to use anyway uh right thank you again for listening to 109 ocean avenue you can follow us on the instagram and not twitter because we're not still not not doing I'm still the twitter. not on twitter i think still not doing the twitter and uh, definitely not doing facebook anything i don't know maybe just one of you maybe you're lonely Hey, <laughs> maybe just want to just say hi. Um, you can email us at 109oceanavenue at gmail.com. If you've been affected by any of the topics covered in today's subject, please don't email. <laughs> only if you've been positively affected. Yeah, if only you've, if you've. Um, if you found anything offensive, arousing, um, <laughs> titillating, particularly the moment with 
Jimmy taking his trousers off. Because <laughs> if you could hear Jack scratching his nuts throughout, I mean, I'd say 30% of the show, please let us know. <laughs> That's like three minutes. <laughs> we don't know how long this episode is. I'll tell you in a minute. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks again. And, uh, yep, come back for next things next time. I don't know yeah, what we're, we're doing next. Bye. Well, bye. <laughs>